is Suzanne. You can call me Zan. It is also Poe Tess. You can call me Poe. Welcome to the Poe Show. I kind of lost track of time there. Hello, Cassidy. Long time no see, primarily. And that's okay. I wave. Just got up. Beautiful. I wasn't sure if there'd be another show on the lion, so here I am. So I'm just going to kind of knock this out today, she said ever so caringly. Hmm. I'm trying to think of some news, but that's really depressing. It's upsetting, and I was obsessed with it for a while, and I'm kind of trying to let go of that obsession. So in more national news, uh, I did see something about in a Batman villain type scenario, there was someone on New York subway who set off some smoke bombs. Hello, Tater McGraw. I love that name. So the guy on the New York subway set off smoke bombs and opened fire. Uh, this person is still at large. Uh, they're still trying to check that out, see what on earth uh, happened, what is going on. Hmm. In more local news to me, Terre Haute, Indiana, um, I was talking to the mail person today, and she said, I've been trying to get a hold of you guys. I was hoping to see you. Uh, do you remember there was a homeless man named Randy living two doors down uh, with a gentleman that lives there? Yeah, we remember Randy. Randy is an ex-vet. Uh, he is a very active person, very interesting individual. Uh, he doesn't get hints. He's very friendly. He has a good heart. But I, yeah. Uh, uh, Cassidy says, Tater is Brian from Shadow Zone, wife and partner. Hello! I still love that name. That's awesome. Mm. He, this Randy guy drove us a little bit crazy. Uh, I've been trying to, my wife and I tried to befriend him, but some people it's very hard, you know? Um, again, the heart was in the right place. He would bring us things, uh, just like something that I did with my friends for a long time. Uh, I'd get secondhand things that I think they would like. I would barrage them with these gifts, with these hand-me-downs, things like that. And I didn't get the hint that they really didn't want them. And Randy didn't get the hint that we really didn't want them. And after a while, we had to kind of cut off communication. Just learned today from the mail person that in December, a body, a male body was found in a well uh, a few blocks from here. And as of late February, the body was ID'd as Randy. Uh, the cause of death is unknown. He was a homeless vet. His health was iffy. His mental health, he was a character. I don't know what was going on with him. Uh, if I had a chance to sit down with him and talk it out, I would have found out. Um, but it's amazing how people will pass through your life. And I'm very curious as to what happened with him because the person he was staying with two doors down, they did not get along. But Randy tried to pay his way. Randy tried to give gifts. 
and now my wife and I feel very bad for cutting off communication, but it's about boundaries. Um, I personally, as an adult child and alcoholic, have issues with codependence and setting boundaries. Uh, so my wife and I help each other with that. And this was a case where, okay, we have to set them. And now we wonder, maybe we should have made that phone call. Was it an accident? Uh, Randy did drink. Did he fall into the 20-foot well? And would that have done the damage to cost his life? So we're waiting to find out whenever they find out cause of death. But being a homeless ex-vet in Terre Haute, Indiana, I don't know how hard they're working on it. In larger cities in USA, I have found it much easier to find the homeless. The homeless are there. You see them. You hear them. In Terre Haute, they are hidden. In Terre Haute, they're the person right next to you. You can't tell. And sadly, that's also true because some people don't take care of themselves, whether they're homeless or not. But it really makes you take stock of things. And I wish that this country, this neighborhood had treated him better, including us. He was just days away from his 60th birthday. I am 46. 46 is not old, but it's old enough to be able to talk about aging. Let me catch up on the notes here. There's a mass shooting last week, 10 minutes away from the house. Girl, I know how you feel about the house. I know how you feel about the neighborhood. <clears throat> you got too big a family for me to say, hey, move in here. Plus, dude, going from California to Terre Haute, Indiana, I do not recommend that. I don't recommend it from Colorado to Terre Haute. I don't recommend it from Minnesota. Uh, if Tater McGraw is still here, can you please tell me, city and state, please? That's redundant. Night before is a shooting at the apartment complex, three houses down. Woman? Ay, ay, ay. Now, Karma, is your friend still visiting with you? That's a heck timing for that, huh? Cassidy says humans are succumbing to the EM assault. Increases paranoia and aggression. Like 24-7 full moon. Ah, electromagnetic. Gotcha. All right, so Cassidy, if you're still with us, it sounds like some paranormal thing. If you're still with us, can you tell me? If that might be an explanation for my depression acting up. Because it hit me hard. I mean, I'm completely losing myself in video games in order to escape. In order, to, I would say to relax, but they're relaxing until you hit a certain point And then you end up with hair like mine. Like, I'm going to kill these little beasties if they don't kill me first. But that's the point. Spokane, Washington. Nice. I don't know much about Washington. I've heard of Spokane. Hmm. So, I leave it up to you. My idea is to discuss gaming and aging and obsessions and how these three may be related, especially for me. Uh, Marianne, yes, Ghost House Paranormal. Mrs. Bo, I like that. Facebook cast his ability to comment. What? No. Answer your question is yes. Okay, so that's why. Can I blame the the EM increase for my obsession with the video game? Um, but yes, if you want a different topic, let me know.
I will speak as best I can on any topic you present. As best I can, mind you. Mm. So aging at 46, what can I say about it? One, I should take better care of myself because I got the whiskers growing in. Uh, for the purposes of teaching online, I do try to take care of that. Uh, my cosmetologist friend said I need to grow them out in order to wax them, which would be great, but ow. And plus, if I grow them out, I'm going to look like the incredible, what was it, the incredible bearded woman? Is that right? Use, you can actually, it helps maintain control. Use. Isn't that kind of tree or a plant? Let's talk about tonight. Ah, oh, that's so sweet. Any rituals humans have to help them ground themselves as needed, including video games. Grounding. I hadn't thought of that. Yes, once upon a time, I had a friend named Jeff. Uh, his hugs, <clears throat> different hugs from different people have different effects on people. Am I right? His hugs would ground me. Something about it, and I could breathe again. I felt grounded, centered. No ritual needed for that. Mm. Jeff uh, became Autumn, and Autumn's fabulous. Uh, she's enjoying the hell out of life, and I'm very happy for her. The hugs have changed. So the effect has changed. Maybe it's pheromone thing, a hormonal thing. I don't know. So that's an interesting thing. But uh, so Marianne, topics, aging, obsession, video games. At 46, meh, do I feel old? I don't see myself as an adult, especially since I don't go to a job. And yes, I'm spoiled. I don't want to go because now I can make about $18 an hour teaching classes, but those classes are very limited times, hence getting up at 5 a.m. The older you get, the less you want to get up at 5 a.m., I think. Although, me personally, I have found that the older I get, the more I want to be grounded in more ways than one. Aura hugs. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense, Marianne. My mother, who is Episcopalian by choice uh, and by baptism, uh, she believes as she can see and sense auras. I did not get that. I got the empathy, the empathic part of it. Pheromone vi uh, vibration affect the nature of a given hug. Also when cooking. Oh, yes. Yeah, so kitchen witch. Uh, putting those energies into foods. Uh, my wife is becoming a fantastic cook now, so I don't have to do that much. Except when she's working all of this overtime, then I have to drag myself away from the game to cook something because she works 12 hours. It's insane. Hmm. So, yeah, the older I get, I want to be grounded. I like having to stay home. I like being able to sleep. Before I became obsessed with the game, I was napping a lot, but it was because I was failing to be able to sleep in general. Uh, the body, I don't know. I stay at home, so my body doesn't get that exercise. If you go with the Fight Club thing, it is lots of exercise and chew some valerian root. Dude, I don't want to have anything to do with valerian root. That stuff stinks. It smells so bad. You know, give me some chamomile, uh, lavender, jasmine. Lavender and jasmine are my two favorites. Now, is jasmine calming and relaxing or is it inspiring? Hmm. So the body does not get exercise, but it 
does suffer from a bit of fatigue. The mind, the mind will not shut up. How many of you have that problem? Uh, it'll have conversations when you're trying to sleep that you may or may not ever actually have. Uh, the older you get, you start to wonder, did we have that conversation or was that just in my mind? And is that an effect of age or is that an effect of a dog under my feet? What are you doing, Crash? Or is that kind of a mental concern? Yes. So, something that happens with me as an adult child of an alcoholic is uh, serial obsessions. When I was an addiction recovery specialist at a medium security uh, correctional facility, we discussed uh, the 12-step programs. And it talked about how you inherit <clears throat> a predisposition towards addictions. I've talked about this before. You have an addictive personality. Oh, everybody loves me. No. You have an addictive personality in that your mind wants to latch onto something and continually indulge in it, whatever the case may be. Oh, Cassidy says there's a glitch. Mm hmm. Karma, don't worry about it. I am babbling. <laughs> Says it keeps freezing up. Hi, Richard. World is like a simulation of a video game. We are merely players as we fret and strut upon the stage. Uh, as technology advances, the more we will realize it. Yeah. Uh, Karma's having similar problems. See? All right. So there's Twin Flame. And they're soulmates, and they don't necessarily have to be romantic. So if one believes in reincarnation, it's a question of, I don't think we're twin flames, but maybe we were siblings in a few lives. Karma and I experience a lot of the same things, even though our lifestyles are drastically different. Hmm. Cassidy says, I was trying to say that Shen has been home. Oh, yeah, okay, so it can affect health, mental as well as physical, these EM waves. Scientific phenomenon as well as spiritual. Adversarial, yeah, like opposite ends. Yes, because Cassidy, I believe, has mentioned, please forgive me, I don't think I'm breaking any confidence here, that twin flame with Shannon. So, yeah. Yeah, Marianne, did you see earlier uh, Cassidy's uh, ghost house paranormal for the win? So, as an adult child of an alcoholic, I have this addictive personality, and I really enjoyed learning about that because that gave an excuse, that gave an explanation for my predisposition to absolutely, <laughs> absolutely overindulge in things. I will become so obsessed with something until I wear myself out and everyone around me. What would be the first thing that that ever happened with? Maybe koalas and lions. Go figure, those were my favorites. Still love koalas. I have this guy here for my classes. And I got this at Dollar Tree. I want to say it's amethyst, but it's, it's heavy. But it was Dollar Tree, so I don't know if it's a real thing. Anyway, I use this for classes. Would someone like to name this guy? I do not have a name for him. 
uh, we don't keep secrets from the audience. They're like family. And the whole point of the show is complete transparency. Bless you, Cassidy. Good, good. Where's your background picture? Hey, you want a background picture? No problem. I actually simply jumped on here. Hmm. It may not be apropos. Uh, so let me just find a nice picture then. Da, da, da. This is for my international audience. I live here. I have visited New York. I have visited Florida. My grandparents lived there. I visited uh, Colorado, California, you name it. Uh, Cassidy, I'm not reading that name. Elmo. Elmo. Sure, we could go with Elmo maybe, but that's so misleading. What's this? Video games. This works. All right, Marianne, how's this? You're lost without seeing you with a picture. There you go. And look, it goes with the shirt and everything. It's up to you if you want to play the game, the game of life. I miss my board games. I could never get into board games. Uh, being a reclusive introvert, I couldn't stand games in general. Ah, thank you, Marianne. If I had a project as a group project, then I could deal with it. In fact, I was the one which, okay, y'all aren't doing anything? Fine, I'll take the reins, I'll do something. Or, you want to take the lead? Sure, what do you want me to do? But not a game. When I go into training for different jobs, and I've had my fair share, I would hate that. The whole, oh, let's get to know you games. Oh, goody. I just smile through the whole thing. But I didn't smile because I didn't have the teeth yet. Dance fever. Oh, God. <laughs> but Marianne, I can't stand disco. I'm 46, but man, da, 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 da. that's all I got. <laughs> Play chess against myself. Richard, oh, see, that's very admirable. And Richard, check out. Go to YouTube. Look up the chess musical. Oh, it's very, very good. That's where Night in Bangkok started. That's where it came from. Yeah, it's very dated, but it has a great storyline. Mm. America versus Russia. <clears throat> so chess is, it's everything, right? Uh, it's a parallel. It's an allegory. It is so challenging. It is strategy. I tried it once or twice. I just cannot. Okay, Cassie, I don't know what that is. WH4OK. Oh, Warhammer. No wonder. Yes, I have learned I am not a gamer. Here I am playing Diablo 2 for hours and hours, days and... Okay, it's probably been a few weeks. But I watch a video on it. I don't know what they're saying. Res? And they're using all of these terms. So uh, Cassandra says, honey, you're not a gamer. As I've been playing this for days and hours and you name it. Yeah, but you don't understand the terms. I said to you. No, but I'm not a gamer. Okay. So I'm just trying to level up my character. But Diablo 2 is the only one I'll play. Beam up from Spaceship. Beam me up, Scotty. I like Star Trek. I can't deal with Star Wars. Bless you for it. You know, great. Good job. Enjoy it. But no. 
Mm. So obsessions. I would become obsessed with actors, TV shows, movies, directors, that sort of thing. I've gone through a Tarantino phase, uh, Jay and Silent Bob phase, uh, so many actors, Bruce Campbell. Um, long ago, my wife loved Bruce Campbell, so I bought her the books, the movies, the TV shows. Uh, graphics can get in the way of gameplay these days. Not for me. For me, this obsession with Diablo 2 is about escape. I am so hmm, not committed, I, not even always in the zone, but I'm just so wrapped up in it that my mind cannot think of anything else. Uh, so I'm enjoying the music, uh, the environment, the weather changes. Uh, if it was fully immersive experience, that would be wonderful. When we went to Vegas, we did, I think it was like a 4D, 3D, 4, no, 4D uh, virtual experience. Marianne says, I'm obsessed with paranormal shows. Huh. I like them. I'm just really torn because I have an over-analytical mind. I believe anything is possible, just some things are more or less likely, and that discernment is very important. So I have trouble trying to determine, trying to discern which shows are completely legit and which are sensationalized. Uh, as for personal experience, see, I told you, I'll talk about anything you want to bring up right now. Uh, for personal experience, I've only been on one trip uh, with my wife and the late Ashley Hood, uh, who's uh, author of Indiana Folklore Haunting books. Uh, we went to Myrtle Plantation. Uh, where was it? In St. Francisville? Uh, Louisiana, best place, so relaxing, which is interesting because it was, um, oh, I forget, Civil War Plantation. Uh, there was multiple murder there. It is a haunted place. Uh, they got some pretty good pictures, but I was just so wrapped up in the nature and it was so calming. So I did not get any of that sense. Uh, Ashley was the one with the ghost hunting kit, which we have inherited. Uh, and we stayed at the Dolphine uh, in New Orleans, also another famously haunted place. Uh, I did not sense anything there. Uh, let's see, obsessed with the Zelda. Zelda, Tater McGraw, uh, do you remember? It was Robin Williams, his daughter named Zelda. Am I right? And that's why. Yeah, the game was why. Marianne, I do too. Just laugh at the stupid stuff they do. <laughs> okay. Can't deal with Zach Brannigan's. Yeah, Marianne. Um, my friend Carmen and I, we did a show on hauntings, ghost stories. Uh, and Zach Brannigan, uh, Zach that bait vegans vegans i don't remember where is it we went to where were we 
we were in Vegas. We went to that museum. I never say his last name correctly. Uh, so we saw all the haunted items and we read the information. Uh, we weren't allowed to take pictures. It's a great museum. But yeah, then you get into the commercialization of it. So it's a good question about balancing, you know? Is it your calling? And if it is your calling, to what degree do you monetize it? Just a thought. See, over analytical. So I would watch one of these shows and I think it is, oh, confirmation bias. If someone wants to believe in something hard enough, they will find evidence for it. Yes. I am open to these experiences. <clears throat> I have been told that in this house, <laughs> there's nothing special about Terre Haute, Indiana, but in this house, I've heard from more than one source that there is a male spirit, not elderly, but an adult man in like a jazz hat. I kind of interpret it as a jazz hat and they say, oh, we saw him over your shoulder. And there's a black cat outside. Ah. <laughs> Now, maybe, maybe not, uh, but I allow for that possibility, and I have addressed him before. I said, if you're here, I'm cool with you. You know, I hope you don't take any offense. Um, I hope that, you know, whatever, can we live peacefully? I don't know if this was previously your property or why you might be here, but you do not disturb anything. We're disturbed enough as it is. so. You're welcome here, and if you want to communicate with us, you can. If not, we'll just live here peacefully. All good. The only odd occurrence in this house uh, is something that happened when uh, it was Cassandra by herself. I don't know where I was. It was a little while after Ashley died. And Ashley was the spiritualist. She was the ghost hunter. And my wife is she was agnostic i'd say she's full-on atheist now she's not a spiritualist uh she keeps forgetting that my altar stuff over there you don't put your soda on there okay said what's the purpose of it i said it brings me calm it's symbolic uh again it's anything is possible just some things are more likely he doesn't believe he I say he because was a he when they did their travels. Uh, resident skeptic, but would go on those trips to the haunted, famously haunted old psychiatric facilities, uh, prisons, things like that that had been closed down. Uh, while Ashley and some of the others would have their kits and do the hunting. After Ashley died, there was one occurrence where Ashley loved animals, all kinds of animals. She had a ton of them. And she loved our two cats and our dog, our pug dog, Crash. Crash's leash, uh, Cassandra heard a sound. The, the leash fell a good number of feet into another room. The cats were nowhere around. We keep the leash on the dryer near the back door. The cats couldn't have done that so 
Cassandra believes that if that's any sort of a thing, it was Ashley's way of maybe saying goodbye. And Ashley and I had a history. We didn't care much for each other. We became friends shortly before she passed. And I'm thankful that we had that closure. So I think, whereas I say anything is possible, some things are less likely. Cassandra would say most things are unlikely. But she doesn't fully rule out the exception. But for me, life is more simple. The older I get, I like the nap. Uh, before getting started on Diablo 2 again, I was obsessing over Boston Legal. Anyone watch Boston Legal? It's a little bit older, but the star power. Uh, Candace Bergen, eh, Murphy Brown. Um, William Shatner, I almost said David Spade, no. Uh, James Spader, and there are just so many. Uh, the mom from Modern Family, and different people, it's a wonderful show. But just for a giggle, since I had some spare time and was trying not to nap, I got started on Diablo. Diablo is a very old game. I'm talking about Diablo 1. I tried to install it on my computer. It didn't like that. I uh, had a, what's the word for it? I had a Band-Aid. I had a thing to try to fix it. And it worked a little bit, but not so much. I still had Diablo 2 in my desk drawer. I installed that. And now nobody's getting any attention from me. And I'm not doing my show. Because I keep playing. And I got to tell you. Okay. I I think they're right. I'm not a gamer. Because my instincts suck. Uh, I thought. Okay. I'm looking at the different characters. I've got the expansion pack. And I chose the Amazon. Dude. You're fighting the undead. With elemental powers. And you're going to go with a big Amazon. Like some superwoman. It ends up, I looked this up, the Amazon is the hardest one, no, one of the hardest ones to play. So I start, it's nice, it's relaxing, but after a while, it's so frustrating, I keep getting killed. Not just me, but they gave me an assistant, this cute little assistant, run around, circles around me, ah, and she's so fast, and I outfit her with everything, you know, the second best armor, the second best uh, bow. And she keeps dying. I keep having to resurrect her. I keep dying. We died together. And it sucks. And I'm so close. I got to Mephisto. Mephisto. Ah, almost to Mephisto. Every time I go down into the room, they just obliterate me. I'm history. So I start to watch the videos on YouTube. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. So I think, okay, I can start over. Let's try a different character. The assassin sounds good. She has those cool little claw things. That's so cute. And she has things especially for her. A lot more than the Amazon does. Guess what? <laughs> the assassin, they say, is the hardest freaking character to play. They say the easiest is the necromancer. Well, yeah. Because you have all these undead hordes of evil. So you get your own horde of evil. But then if everybody's evil, then... Aren't you on the wrong side? I'm so confused. Tater McGraw uh, says, I enjoy Diablo 1 and 2 much more than Diablo 3. I understand Diablo 4 might actually be a thing soon. Yes, I have heard that. 
And again, it's a terrible, vicious rumor, $10 on, uh, credit on eBay. I might have purchased Diablo 3 for $3 because I was under the impression that Diablo 3 was first person. They say first person shooter. Who's shooting other than maybe arrows? Um, no. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I get motion sickness. First person does not work for me. I cannot play them. But I found out, nope, it's just like the other games. So it's been nice knowing you all. It's good to see you. Good to hear from you. <laughs> if I miss my show, it is because either Cassandra needs some attention. I'm desperately trying to catch up on sleep or I'm most likely playing the game. Now, what does it mean for someone older in another generation to become so obsessed with the game? Well, for one, Tater uh, or Mr. McGraw, which do you prefer? How old is Diablo 2? That might be part of it. Where was I going with that? And I don't know. So I'm Generation X. I would say Baby Boomers, which... Um, I want to say Richard might be. No, Richard, you are young. Your picture is misleading. No, it was misleading. Gotcha. I'm a 90s kid. I can respect that. All right. So, yeah, Richard is not a baby boomer. Do we have a baby boomer in this audience? If you do not know which one that is, you can check out one of my previous videos, one of my previous post shows where we discussed the different generations, uh, what years and events define them. But I am Gen X. I am the angsty one, one of the many uh, latchkey kids uh, with the advent of the computer before the advent of the internet and whatnot. So maybe that's part of the explanation. I don't like board games. I don't like group games. I'm not interested in online gameplay. Uh, I am 1981. Ah, okay. So I want to say your X also. Right between X and the next one, which I have forgotten. I apologize. And chess. I can believe it because, Richard, you have a very analytical mind and very curious nature. I can see you uh, working out the strategies. I love that you are so connected with something timeless like chess. Whereas with me, got to be the game. Uh, before Diablo, it was Final Fantasy. I want to say Tater McGraw might have a comment on that. Anybody, Final Fantasy? That I think Final Fantasy III, one of the early ones, was supposed to be one of the best. I started off with Final Fantasy X. Uh, with the under underwater game and the chocobos. But I guess chocobos have always been around. <laughs> yes, but I only played Final Fantasy X, and I really enjoyed that. That is, I would say, a definitive role-play video game, right? But I do remember those chocobos. My mother would love them. I'm not that crazy about big birds. Oh, dude, uh, but Tater, uh, one thing I understand about uh, Diablo 3 is you can have animals. I am an animal lover. I can't wait to have the animals. 
Uh, Richard said, I used to like simulation games like Command and Conquer. I saw the computers and consoles develop very quickly. Yes. There is a song by Weird Al Yankovic. It's all about the Pentiums. In it, he says something about my computer rocks, but it was obsolete before I pulled it out of the box. Technology changes, advances at such a rapid rate that whatever system you have, they're already working on another one, a better one, bigger one, more expensive, some sort of bells and whistles, uh, some sort of competition. But didn't I hear something about one of the gaming companies buying out the other? Not to the point of monopoly, but near that? I don't know. So, talking about, ooh, Tater says, I became obsessed after my brother got me into Crystal Chronicles. I don't know Crystal Chronicles. Richard says, we had telephone boxes, no mobiles. Yeah, we got introduced to just one brand, Nokia. I remember Nokia. I remember uh, phone booths. Uh, I have a few TARDISes over here. But yeah, we didn't have the nice toll booths like that. No, we had the little cheapy things. Uh, back in the day, what was it? Uh, you would call your mother, collect. They would say, please give your name. And you'd say, um, pick me up at the Burger King behind the mall. As fast as you could say it. Rotary dialer. Does anybody miss the AOL sound? So, Tater, so what you may be saying could be an ASMR of rotary sound. What do you think? And would you combine that? Could you layer it or perhaps do a slight shift from the rotary sound to the AOL sound? I don't remember it exactly, but if I heard it, I would roll my eyes so big. So... My poor Amazon is level 28 in Diablo 2. Uh, she cannot get through Mephisto. My assassin is probably about 11, a level 11. I think that could be possible. ASMR uh, with the rotary, maybe. Would the AOL sound be ASMR or would that be aggravating? Would that be relaxing or problematic Richard says rotary dials on phones was not good emergency trying to call nine <laughs> 999 Richard another example so that is England correct uh, England 999 USA 911 I enjoy conspiracy theory I don't necessarily believe in it but okay 911 Tater. I think that depends on how you patch them together. Yeah. I'm not the sound person. That would be my wife, Cassandra. She worked like 13 years in radio. Um, she had got her degree in radio, TV, film. Gee, talk about timing. <laughs> God. Oh, that was probably back in 2001. And uh, she can make these mashups. We're talking monster mashups. Uh, she... Her thesis, I guess, uh, for radio, TV, film was just putting, I think 
she got over 10 songs together and it sounded good. To this day, she is so proud of it. If I could find a way to share it with you guys, I would. But yeah, England, 999 emergency, uh, USA still 9911. Does 411 still give information? You guys remember uh, movie telephone and things like that? Uh, see, it's age. So back to age, because I'm losing people. Hmm. What was it? Does age matter with playing video games? If you're a single solitary player such as myself, I think it's no big deal. If you're online with others, uh, I'm thinking Jillian is probably a gamer. Uh, her guy in New York, he was a gamer, right? Um, yeah, we'd probably get some trolls on that one. Tater says, been over a year since I used a phone with buttons. Yeah, I can't remember the last time. In our household, we kept our landline for the longest time. Uh, the company in this town, I think we have maybe two companies. We have the crap company that you can afford. Then we have the good company uh, that takes care of internet, TV, and landline. We kept the landline because I worked for Concentrix. So if anyone out there would like a regular online job uh, where, you know, you look all nice and respectable from the waist up, uh, you get paid training. Uh, so long as you have a landline and have nothing against uh, Apple or TurboTax, I highly recommend uh, looking up Concentrix. They're, they're good. You get time off. There are bonuses. There are incentives. But you have to have a landline. We kept it. We finally got rid of it. Uh, for the longest time, I said, well, what if your phone fails you and you have an emergency? Then you don't have a backup phone. Same thing with cable. Back in the day before, back in the day, before we had all of the streaming services, well, what if you want to watch this show? How are you going to be able to watch it? And we stayed with cable for the longest time. And now I think, I know Gen Alpha, Probably not that familiar with cable TV, much less rabbit ears. Um, Gen Z, maybe not that familiar. Millennials, probably a pretty good understanding of landline and uh, cable television. But there are so many options now. We finally, a few years ago, got rid of cable TV because everything is so catered. I talk about wanting the general public to avoid feelings of entitlement. But our capitalistic, commercialistic culture is geared exactly towards entitlement. Everything is personalized. This country is so much about the me, the individual, the I, uh, those rights. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying that that's what it is. And it's a wonder that we got through whatever it was before. But with limited options, you are pushed to learn new things, to watch new things, to open your mind to new things. But with the availability of so much through streaming services and online in general, it makes up for it, doesn't it? Richard says, age does matter to a point as you get out of practice due to adult life. However, the cheats and codes 
harder on joystick. <laughs> Especially when it got all gummed up, right? Not that it's dirty or anything, just it would it, it would stick. Oh no. Oh no, can't get the little button back up. Ugh. <laughs> Tater says, I admit we have rabbit ear antenna behind TV just in case. Good. I have to ask Cassandra about that. We found a way, one of those, I think it's free streaming services, or maybe it's Hulu. It might be Hulu, which is fairly cheap so long as you accept the commercials, uh, where it has channels and channels and channels. So you can still do that. In fact, I finally canceled Netflix. Um, my wife canceled Netflix because of uh, the Chappelle thing with uh, trans people. I haven't watched it, so I wouldn't say. Uh, there were things on Netflix I wanted to watch, so I picked up the slack. I got it back for us. But now you can get you can get almost anything for free if you look hard enough. And if you have the security measures in place to make sure that you don't get hacked or ID stolen or whatever. I'm not terribly concerned about that. Not like my parents. Well, no, my mother is okay with it. My father and his fourth wife, they have security concerns. Hi, hmm. this has been just a whirlwind, a hurricane, as they would say in Hamilton. Hmm. So individual player doesn't matter how old you are, just so long as you enjoy it. Once it gets to the point where it's too annoying, too aggravating, upsetting, you keep getting killed. You probably shouldn't start all over again like I did, but just walk away for a while. Find a secondary obsession um, or get the next game. Because going back to age, I also remember for the longest time I avoided TikTok and then I started to watch it. And then I started to create my own videos. I have over 400 followers somehow. Um, I've done a little bit of videos on just about everything. But TikTok blew up a lot during lockdown. What else are you going to do? You can watch so many movies. You can watch so many shows. It's possible that lockdown may have caused some people's attention spans to shorten. Look at my inability to remain on one single topic. So TikTok is excellent for that. Videos between 15 seconds and three minutes. Am I wrong? Have they extended the time limit for TikToks? And on any topic. But as the lockdown went on, older people became wise to it. Do they still say that? Uh, older people learned about TikTok, started participating in it. There was a backlash. There were the younger generations who may have been responsible for starting it and making it popular and that sort of thing. What are you guys doing? Uh, are there boomers on TikTok? Yeah, I think there are some. But I want to say the oldest generation that is most represented on there in terms of group of older people would be the Gen X. Uh, let's see. Tater says, COVID made me miss my VCR. Ah, yeah, there are some things I only have on VCR tape. So, and for any young people in the audience, if we put this up on uh, YouTube, uh, 
VCR tape is a little bit like audio tape. It, would I say they're both rectangle uh, and the thing, but with audio tape, you can use the pencil to wind it back up. Uh, with videotape, if it comes undone, you're kind of screwed, aren't you? It's just rewind. Be kind. Rewind. And if it was past a certain amount, if it was longer time, you had the multi-VCR tape packages. I, uh, I think I have a Christian comedian, Stephen Geyer, only on VHS. I have Sunday in the Park with George, only on uh, VHS. I have a wide variety of interests. And I think that's what I'm thankful for most with this advent, advent of technology, with these technological advances, that you can find anything. I am so amazed and thankful for that. Uh, Tater says, I am a patient person and have wound many tapes back into their case. Yes, there might be a little bit of eh. I forgot about the tracking. I forgot about how you could adjust that to clarify that picture. And that it was letterbox. Oh, it was a huge deal when the picture went from letterbox, which was the general uh, setup of TV screens at that time, to allow it to be widescreen, right? Auto tracking. Yes. Ah, see, this is about aging. The aging of technology. No. Maybe. Richard said it was hard finding the right place on videotapes. Yes, you had to take notes. Oh, that part. Oh, write it down. Also, cassettes trying to find a song you wanted was so hard. And if you didn't have the money to buy the actual album that you wanted, uh, the actual cassette tape, uh, listening to the radio for hours on end with the record option on your jam box. Yeah, jam box. And... Then you hear just the beginning notes. So you learn those beginning notes really well. But that freaking DJ won't shut up and he talks over like the first word. Oh, and especially if you're making a mixtape. If you guys love the concept of mixtape, uh, and if you're open minded, philosophically, politically, and whatnot, check out uh, the musical Avenue Q. So, Richard. YouTube, musical, chess. Uh, anyone else who wants an adult version of Sesame Street musical? Avenue Q, YouTube. All right. Ah, I'm just about worn out. All I can say is, yes, immediately after the show, I am going to go back to my Diablo 2. Before I do that, I have questions. I... The thing with obsessions and addictions is that a person will find rationale in just about anything for it. I can keep playing because it's better to play the video game than to, than to nap all the time. Someone tell me, which is healthier, napping or video game? Also, I can keep playing the video game because that way I don't eat so much. And it is going to help me to maintain or even possibly lose weight. Eating. Video game. Do you remember when World of Warcraft first came out? 
Hmm? Remember the big hoopla about that and how those people with perhaps the addictive personalities let everything go. They would wear, there were some who would wear diapers. Uh, they wouldn't clean up after themselves. They wouldn't eat. Uh, they would miss out on sleep. They let it interfere with relationships. They uh, would lose jobs because they were so busy with that game. And is it specific only to World of Warcraft when it first came out? Or is it possible with just about any of those in-depth games now? Richard says, I learned chess moves in a play I did in primary with songs teaching the moves. The musical teacher wrote, dude, that is so cool. That I think that would be helpful. I'm trying to remember who tried to teach me. I don't think it was my father. My father is literary jazz man. I think it was my wife. But it happened just like my brother and the bicycle. They tell me all about it. They set me up for it. They give me a little push. I set it down. I go get a soda and I watch TV. Or in this case, play Diablo 2. Also, if anyone out there is a smoker, when you play in-depth games, do you smoke more? or less. No problem, Tater. I'm ending the show. That is my last question. If you are a smoker, when you play games, do you smoke more or less? I don't sing. Tater says less. I know Cassidy says less. I smoke like a fiend. All right. Good to know. I'll get advice from you later, Tater. <laughs> That's great. I know. You probably hear it all the time. Everybody, thank you for joining me. Thank you for letting me babble. Happy to do it again sometime. Uh, be good to yourselves and each other. And if all else fails, have some chocolate, have a nap, and find your healthiest obsession. Meanwhile, I'm going to get my mouse to work again. Good night. Buenas nachos. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Amethyst, I gotta go. I'm sorry you missed show. But I'll do another sometime. It was a fun show. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.